26 minutes away from 2 o'clock. Hope you're having a very pleasant Monday afternoon. Now, let's uh, cast our minds ahead a little bit, shall we? Next Sunday is Remembrance Day. And the band played waltzing Matilda As our ship pulled away from the quay And amidst all the cheers, the flag waving and tears We sailed off to Gallipoli on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, uh, the nation will fall silent for one minute in honour of the tens of thousands of men and women who put their lives on the line for our wonderful country. Now, Remembrance Day this year is of particular significance as it marks the centenary of the armistice that ended World War I. Now, a lot of people don't realise, I think, that about 5,500 uh, people from South Australia alone paid the ultimate price in the Great War which, of course, was naively billed also, wasn't it, as the war to end all wars. Didn't go well. Rob Manton is the uh, director of Veterans SA, and uh, he's with me in the studio now. Hi, Rob. Hello, Alan. And uh, you're also a veteran with 30 years up your sleeve as well. I have, yes. So you uh... definitely know what you're talking about uh, when it comes to this uh, discussion. We've also got Beck uh, Van Rizima, uh, who is also working with uh, Veterans of South Australia, but she's got a grandpa who was a World War II veteran. Hi, Beck. Hi. Thanks for coming in as well. Rob, let's start with you. Um, Remembrance Day. What's it, what's it mean to you as a return serviceman? 30 years in the forces yourself. What did you do for a start? Were you Air Force, Army? No, I was Army. Army? Yeah, I was mm. an artillery officer, so I, I spent 30 years blowing things up for a living. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were, it's funny, we were talking about uh, we were, Bonfire Day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right at home with that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, there are three aspects. Um, the first is obviously to remember those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, mm. those 102,000 over a century of service, uh, those. 9,000-odd South Australians over the course of a century of service, the 5,000 in the First World War that you alluded to. I think, secondly, my thoughts, particularly given that I'm only fairly recently out of the services, goes to those who are still serving, those mm. who are deployed at the moment. There's about 2,500 of those deployed in operations overseas, all there to keep, keep us safe, to enable us to sit here today and me to talk to you about Remembrance mm. Day. Mm. And the third aspect for me is families. And the families do pay a price as well in so many different ways. And I recall my service in Iraq and I wasn't always able to talk to the family and I wouldn't call them before I went and did something in particular for mm. fear that they would worry that they hadn't heard from me when I returned. And it's that sort of constant worry, I think, uh, that we do need to... to pay particular attention to when it comes to families. Mm. I think a lot of times people um, overlook what the current armed forces are going through because with the exception of what's happening in the Middle East and we are downgrading our, our efforts there and you know, rightly so or wrongly so, that's another argument, but um, because there's no active big war that's in the headlines every day, a lot of people forget exactly what our servicemen and uh, women are going through. They're still going through hell, aren't they? They are. Even in peace times. A absolutely. We've got people deployed on peacekeeping operations yeah. as well, uh, but also training other other countries in, in fighting their own wars. Mm. Um, and I think that's it's it's always been one of those things for mine where because the war is not on our doorstep, I constantly remind people that we are still a nation at war. Mm. Um, that's 
probably a, a bit too broad a, a characterisation, but that's the reality. But we it's have, true. We have people deployed mm. on operational service as we sit here right now, and I think we do need to remind folks every now and then. That's where Anzac Day Remembrance Day do mm. come into their own because they do just refresh in the public's mind uh, that we do have people deployed in harm's way, mm. uh, protecting us. Now, as we said in the introduction, the the armistice, uh, a century of the, the, the centenary of the armistice, it was the Great War. The war to end all wars didn't end well, <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Does it hold a special place uh, within the armed forces? It does, and I think as much because of the legacy that it left and the standards to which the armed forces today aspire to. Mm. Um, I know we talk a lot about the ANZACs and what have you, but it is a very real tradition within the military that that was the benchmark. Uh, they were the they were the people who who went away. Some of them for an adventure, some for uh, a genuine desire to defend king and country. Um, others because they thought it was the right thing to do, um, and and paid the ultimate sacrifice. But I think they set a standard to which we continue today. Our military continues to aspire to, and who do a very good job mm. at what they are doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, you know, sort of cast your mind back. Imagine what it must have been like, because about thirty percent for World War One, about thirty-seven percent of South Australian men aged between eighteen and forty-four signed up. Now you think of a little country town. You take almost forty percent of the young fellows out that out of that town. There's not much left. There's not, and and it was really was the the, the youth of the country that mm. was that was in many ways lost. Um, you know, some sixteen percent of those um, were were killed. Mm. Um, I, I was up at Farina at Anzac Day, up in up north of uh, in in the middle of the state, um, and that was just a very small town of mm. not very many people. But the numbers of folks that served out of that town and then came back and continued on with their lives, mm. and I think that's. The, the other aspect to to what the first world war did for us it it brought home this this feeling that war doesn't end when you come home mm. in many cases it continues was that really the case though on world war 1 because um most am i right in saying i'm i'm generalizing here but i would imagine from from what i've learned most personnel that came home didn't want to talk about it that's very true, and I think, mm. and in many ways, that was not obviously what we know now, mm. or what we think we know now, was not necessarily a good thing. And indeed, many of the fathers who served in World War One and their sons went off to World War yeah. Two, and when they came home, they looked at their sons and said, well, don't complain, I didn't, so mm. why should you? Mm. And that sort of permeated for a number of years, and it was really only after Vietnam uh, when people came back and said, wait a minute, there is an issue here that we need to deal with. Um, and it, call it shell shock, call it whatever you want, call mm. it post-traumatic stress, mm. um, it is an issue that does permeate life after service. Mm. And still does Absolutely. Uh, now, as we're seeing with, uh, with uh, what's happening at the moment. Yes. Look, let's, let's uh, have a talk to you, Beck. Uh, your granddad was in uh, World War II. Yep. Um, tell us about him. What, do you remember that granddad? Oh, very well. Um, I was 16, 17 when he passed away. So he, you know, as we were saying, he didn't like to talk about it. Um, so most of the stories that I've heard about his time in the army was sort of th- through my dad. Mm. Um, but, you know, I guess Remembrance Day for me, you know, it's really important, a, a time that I think of him in sort of a different way, not just grandpa, mm. but as, um, you know, a young man who's leaving his family and his friends and, um, you know, he and my grandma were from a small um, country town. I was going to say, where did they come from? They came from Cow. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yep. okay. So, so small town. Small town. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so for Grandma as well, you know, I think of her and what it was like for her back here, knowing, you know, a lot of her family and, and those friends were going away and you never know when you never may get. come back. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's... I guess at this time I sort of try and put myself in their position and think about how it was for mm-hmm. them. Did he ever talk about it at all to you? Not to me, not that I can remember. What about on Anzac Day or Remembrance Day in the past? No, and I th- I think I don't remember him ever going to the services either. Right. Um, we, I, I haven't been to one myself, um, purely out of respect, I suppose, for that. Um, but that's going to change. So, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, as I say, most of the stories I've heard are, are through my dad, um, and I've certainly asked the question. So, mm. Yeah, mm. it's an interesting one, isn't it, uh, Rob? Um, I guess it's just down on a, on an individual basis as to whether people do want to discuss it. I think you're right, and, and in many ca- in many ways, there's it's often difficult to describe. I mean, ha- yeah. how, how does someone who hasn't experienced what military people experience deployed in operations, particularly in that war and in the Second World War, mm. um, how do, how do you describe that? How do you relate that to mm. to someone who has really no concept, who's who's lived twelve thousand miles from where that happened, which mm. is where we're fortunately we are in Australia. I mean, mm. we were bombed on the nineteenth of February, nineteen forty two, by the Japanese, mm. but aside from that, war has been over there. Yeah, yeah, Always it has to. Yeah, that's very true. Um, only a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, Bill uh, Curry passed away. Yeah. Um, and now I had the pleasure of interviewing him, and we played to, replayed some of that interview. And it was amazing sitting at, he was a rat of Trebrook, of course, and in the interview that we did, he was sitting in that very chair on that microphone you were on now, mm-hmm. and he was explaining, but he had a smile on his face. He was being, he was being upbeat about it. And during the discussion... Uh, during the commercial break, I think we had a bit of a conversation about what it was really, really like. And he didn't go there. He didn't want to go there. No, and mm. that's not unusual, I think. Mm. Um, it's And you even talk to the young people these days. Um, uh, you know, Mark Donaldson, for example, our Victoria Cross recipient, mm. recent Victoria Cross recipient, he, he talks about it in a generic way, um, but doesn't really talk about it in a personal way, and you can understand that. Bill mm. was just a lovely, lovely... He was, man. wasn't he? He was an amazing um, gentleman. Yeah. And, and felt a real... He felt as though he had a... He owed his colleagues who had passed before he did, because he was 101 when he passed away, um, he felt as though he, he... he needed to tell his story for them as much as for himself, mm, mm. and he did it did it uh, beautifully yeah. well. Mm. Beck, coming back to you, you've you've got a daughter now, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. How are you setting up? Because you you haven't been involved, you didn't get to hear from Granddad the story, uh, only from your dad. How are you going to handle educating your young lady about uh, the the war history of Australia? Well. She's two and a half, so it's mm. a bit you've got a, difficult You've got, you got a while to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we're starting by, you know, she'll be coming along to the service with us on um, Sunday and, you know, I think those services are a really good opportunity to start conversations mm. around, you know, um, you know, in time she'll be asking questions like, what's this about? What are those men in uniform doing? You know, what does it mean? Um, so, you know, I'll be making an effort to... Um, provide her with as much information as I can through that and she's always got my dad as well that she can ask questions to in Mm. time Mm. Um, but just trying to you know support her learning of it 
um, and hopefully through school as well. Mm. Uh, that's enough. a good point, through school mm. as well. Uh, Rob, are we doing enough? Yeah, and, and I, it was the point that I was going to make, and mm. I'm glad you raised it, Beck. is that um, there are organisations, the Virtual War Memorial Australia has a school program, yeah. mm. and it's, that's a fantastic website for anyone. Just Google Virtual War Memorial mm. Australia, um, particularly if you've got an... Um, a, 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 if you're the descendant of someone who served, particularly in those early wars, um, and you've you've got a, a shoebox of photographs under your bed that you mm. might have been handed down from your mm. great-grandparent or whatever. But apart from that, they run a schools program uh, through the Virtual War Memorial Australia. It's a fantastic program that is educating schools. Each year, the Premier uh, runs, conducts conducts a uh, Anzac Spirit School Prize where students can write a story and compete um, for a trip overseas. The last couple of years have been to Vietnam. Um, I think next year we're looking at some other options, um, but about anywhere between about 6 and 12 students get to go away on a trip. Um, their, their entries are judged and they get to take those entries away and actually visit the places that they've written about in their research. We're talking about Remembrance Day, which of course is next Sunday, uh, but uh, we need to start thinking ahead about uh, exactly what it means for us. More than happy for you to call and uh, ask uh, questions uh, or uh, give us your thoughts and your memories. 8223 0000. The Lucky Dumpling Market on the Adelaide Riverbank is back for 2018. Take in the fun, food, atmosphere and taste the flavours of Asia as part of this year's Oz Asia Festival. The Lucky Dumpling Markets on now till November 11. Hi ladies, Heather from Joyreen Fashions. We've just had some new arrivals and the shop is now full of summer fashion. We have a great range in sizes 10 to 24. Tops, blouses, skirts, pants, dresses, summer jackets and of course our large selection of special occasion garments. This is the best time of the season to come in and purchase your cool summer garments for the hot weather ahead of us. Joyreen Fashions for mothers and daughters, 491 Portrush Road, Glenunga. Hello everyone, river cruising is a wonderful way to experience Europe and right now at Travel Associates we have an amazing offer. When you book on a selected APT river cruise, every client will receive a free set of Bose wireless headphones valued at $500. That's right, a free set of Bose wireless headphones valued at $500 and trust me, they are amazing. Offer ends soon, some T's and C's apply. When it comes to Europe river cruising, our experience counts. Call Travel Associates 13 70 71. Well, we're here out the front of this new Beachwood display home and I must say it has huge street appeal. Let's go in. Oh, now this is beautiful. This really is beautiful. You've got the bedroom, you've got the bath at one end of the bedroom, then you've got a magnificent dressing room, huge dressing room with double vanities, shower and a skyline above. You actually like showering in a rainforest. This is superb. Folks, you really must look at this stunning new Beachwood display home. It's now open on Ferguson Avenue, Blackwood Park Estate. Rounding the bend into the festive season now, impressing clients is clearly what everyone's after here. And leading the pack is Pals, Parafield Airport Liquor Store, home of all your corporate liquor buying. A proven strong performer with unique wines, spirits and beers that you just won't find elsewhere. Links ahead with outstanding boutique wines from cellar doors, ripping beers from microbreweries, and spirits from around the globe. It's done it again. Impress this festive season. Race into pals today next to Parafield Airport. You've heard the saying you don't get anything for free, right? Wrong. Thanks to the state government rebate, if you qualify, you can have a professionally monitored CareAlert Smart Dialer totally free. Just in case you missed that, you can have the world-class CareAlert Smart Dialer Medical Alert System plus professional monitoring for free.
So if you or someone you know is over 75 on a pension, call CareAlert on 1300 75 85 95 or visit carealert.com.au. Paint professionals, you know the name and you know what to expect. Nothing but a professional finish and professional service. But did you know that Marty and his team are also the go-to professionals when it comes to rejuvenating your pool? If your concrete or fiberglass pool has lost its beautiful blue, paint professionals can recoat your pool and bring it back to its former glory. Like new again. Get the professional treatment. Brush with the best. Call Paint Professionals or visit paintprofessionals.com.au. In Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Ten minutes away from two, we are talking about Remembrance Day, which of course is next uh, Sunday. Very significant this year because it's the centenary of the armistice of the First World War. So it will be particularly pertinent and uh, we have uh, some very important people in the studio with us. Rob Manton, the Director of Veterans SA, and Beck Van Riesema. Have I got that right, Beck? Van Reesma, about that. Oh, okay, well, I, was, well, I wasn't close, was I? <laughs> Nadine from Modbury has called in uh, with with a memory. Hi, Nadine. Hi. I, I just thought I'd like. So my father was the, in the Second Field Ambulance, and he was a late, uh, late rat of Tobruk, and he served in Borneo. Uh, he never ever talked anything about his uh, troubles over there, etc. But after he died, I got all his little diaries and translated them out. And when you realise what they went through. It was unbelievable. My grandkids are now getting a lot out of reading those diaries. That's fantastic, Nadine, that that, that you've been able to, to access them and uh, translate them. Is, and and, and is it not oh. not surprising that he didn't talk about it? Was it that bad? No. Well, he came he, he came from Kimber, and he never missed an Anzac march from the time the war ended, and the comradeship of those chaps that served together, mm. it was wonderful. But no, he went through... He was lucky he didn't get injured, but a lot of his mates passed away, but he had ambulances blowing up on him and mm. he had a lot of narrow escapes, but he was very fortunate. Wonderful uh, story, Nadine. Thanks for sharing. Eight double two three double o double o. if you've got a similar one. But, Rob, it says it all, doesn't it? It does, and it's... Uh, again, it, it, it goes to that to each his own. Mm. Um, and, but that, it's interesting that you mentioned Bill Corey before, and Bill marched on every Anzac Day following the war as well, and it was his way of connecting with his mates... Uh, that he wouldn't see from one Anzac Day to the next. And so Nadine's um, story about about uh, her father, was it her father? Um, uh, was, yeah. uh, you know, is absolutely right. That That is just the way that they mm. have of re... Those, that generation had of reconnecting. Now, the interesting thing is, uh, she said she got the diaries and so mm. forth and she's gone through them. Um, it's really, really easy, and you touched on this before, Rob, it is really easy to actually do a search uh, through the archives these days, the, 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 the war archives and the national uh, war archives, to actually track down what's your auntie, what's your uncle, uh, what they actually did. I've got two uncles that were in the Light Horse Brigade. I found photos of them. I found their records. I found whether they were good boys or bad boys. Um, they were mostly good boys. But <laughs> they got, a, got home late a few times. But... You know, there were photos of, photos of them with their horses and so forth. It's really easy mm. and it's quite an honour to track down uh, the members of your family, isn't it? And, and you might be surprised just what you learn mm. um, because, as we've talked about, not a lot of these folks talked about their experiences and you can often find those experiences through 
through searching. Thankfully, these days we do have uh, the internet that enables us to easily reach out and and do that sort of research. And, and again, you know, this is where I think the Virtual War Memorial Australia will come into its own. It's a South Australian initiative through and originally through the RSL and is now its own entity. And I think it will come into its own in years to come because, you know, they've got something like six hundred odd thousand names on there already. Mm. Um, and and to be able to 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 trace a family member's service through that medium, um, I think we'll just br- it'll keep us remembering as mm, mm. as we go along through the years, which is really really important. Now, does that give you confidence that the next generation will actually uh, acknowledge the fallen as much as we do now? Do you know? I think uh, in recent years, I think particularly during this centenary period, and I, whether or not it was related to the return of the unknown soldier in 1993 back to the war memorial, or whether it was at some point after that, I don't know, but, but Anzac Day in particular became that point of remembrance for everybody. And, and I think people these days have a much better understanding, possibly because of the 24-7 media, possibly mm. because thankfully we don't lose too many but when we do we know and everybody has a touch point with that individual and uh, you know young jamie larkin from kangaroo island who we lost in 2011 um you know that was really close to home yeah, it was, yeah. um and and others like jamie um and i think that it's through that through the media these days it's really important that that is that people are kept aware of those sorts of things and are able to reach out and, and actually identify with that individual and know about that person. Mm. Thankfully, we don't have the the numbers of casualties uh, that, that we used to have mm. in previous mm. wars. Absolutely, yeah. Beck, um, you're a young lady, a young mum. Um, what what made you get involved with, uh, with the organisation that you're working for now, Veterans SA? I definitely think... And- um, I said this from the get-go. My yeah. grandfather's involvement in... It was that, was it? That, yeah, that, that, definitely. That's what sparked it. Yeah, and yeah. what I've actually found since starting is that there's so many resources out there that can help me put pieces together that he can't answer the questions for me. Um, you know, and it might be stuff that my dad doesn't know either. You know, mm. I can put together um, that story. Um, there's so many books about the different... Um, Battalions and companies. There are, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, there are. But um, you know, there's so much information out there that people can use to, you know, look back on that history and the virtual war memorial as well. Mm. If I can add on that, that's it's such a useful resource. But people have to get on there and be putting those stories Mm. and things on there so that um, you know they don't get lost. Those letters in the bottom drawer you know Mm. get them on there so that your future generations can get on there and Mm. and see it as well um it's really important absolutely listen uh thanks for coming in uh good to talk to you um and uh, we'll see you at uh, remembrance day on sunday minute silence and um keep up the great work uh veterans sa i mean i don't know where we'd be without you there's a lot of people that rely on organizations like yours so Fantastic. Well done. Thanks, Al. Thank you. Good on you. Uh, all right. Uh, 